seed. I don't know if I gave this one. If, if, if you've heard this one, tell me. Your seed is what God multiplies. Your seed is what God multiplies. Your faith is why he multiplies it. Your seed is what God multiplies. Your faith is why he multiplies it. All right. Nobody's, I guess that's new to you. Okay, then I won't give you another one. Okay. Father, we're praising you and we're just giving you thanks, Lord, that this is the day that you made, Father. I thank you, Lord, that we have an opportunity, Father God, to look into your word, Father God, and glean from it, Father God. We praise you. We just give you thanks as we glean, Father God, we mature as we put it to practice. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. The real work of the word is not effective in many Christians' lives. The real work of the word is not effective in many Christians' lives because they are caught in emotions or feelings. And we're not supposed to operate by emotions and feelings. The word must be, word must be taken root in our heart to affect the great changes in our life. I'll say that again. The word must take root in our heart to affect the great changes in our life. Otherwise, we will waffle and compromise on the word. Okay. Turn with me to the book of Mark, chapter 11. We need to find out what the Word of God says regarding our situation or your situation, my situation. Your body, your mind, your finances, your business, or your family, or whatever thing you desire. Mark 11, verse 24, familiar scripture. Therefore, Jesus is speaking, Therefore I say unto you, What things soever ye desire, when you pray, believe that ye receive them, and you shall have them. Read it again. Maybe we'll catch something. Therefore I say unto you, What things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe ye receive them, and you shall have them. You do not believe that you have. You do not believe you have. You believe that you receive. Then you will have. So you have to believe 
that you receive first. And usually there's a certain amount of time that passes between believing you receive and having them. There is a time span. It could be an hour, a day, a week, a month, possibly even a year or longer before it manifests in your life. Think about Abraham and Sarah. They believed it took 24 years. Some of us would have thrown up our hands after the first month. So what do we do or during this time frame, that time frame that we're, we're receiving, that time frame, how do you conduct your life? During that time, that time frame that we're receiving or believing for, what do you do in that time frame? How do you conduct your life? So let's go now to the book of First John, chapter 5. During this time, we have to make up our mind whether we have any confidence in God or not. Is God going to do it, or is it just, a, you know, one of those things that we thought? First John, chapter 5, looking at verse 14 and 15. And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desire of him. Glory to God. Confidence. We need to have confidence in God. Wow. Your faith then must rest in his integrity. Our faith must rest in his integrity. Okay. I've asked God. He's got to do it. Amen? Okay. So keep your ears open. Let's go to the book of Hebrews now, back up in the New Testament. Hebrews chapter 10 to begin with. We need to have a confidence in God, okay? So we just read in 1 John 5, verses 14, 15. And Hebrews chapter 10, looking at verse 35. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. Verse 36. For you have need of patience. There's that time frame that after ye have done the will of God, ye might receive the promise. Glory to God. So there's that time frame we have to have confidence in him. Uh, go to the sixth chapter of Hebrews now. That's chapter six of Hebrews.
looking at verse 11. And we desire that every one of you to do show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope unto the end. So there's, there's that confidence to the end, having faith in God to the end. Look at verse 12. That ye be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Going, looking at that verse 12 in the Amplified. In order that you may not grow disinterested or become spiritual sluggards or imitators, behaving as do those who through faith by their leaning of their entire personality on God in Christ in absolute trust and confidence in his power, wisdom, and goodness, and by practice of patient endurance and waiting are now inheriting the promises. So we can't be slothful in our patience. We've got to keep it up there. We need to hold ourselves to, into that position. Amen. Glory to God. If we hold that position, we will receive the inheritance. Yes, amen. But it says we should not be slothful or disinterested. Wow. Wow, maybe God's going to give it to me. You know, I, I prayed for it and, and uh, I believe God. I, I've, I've done according to his word. I'm hanging on, but you know, I, maybe I'm asking too much of God at this point. That's being slothful. That's throwing your whole confession out the door or out the window, as they say sometimes. When God's word goes forth, it can either profit you, amen, amen. or not profit you. When God's go, word goes forth, it can either profit you or not profit you. Since we are in Hebrews, let's go to the fourth chapter. Look at this. Verse 1, that's Hebrews 4, chapter 4, verse 1. Let us therefore fear lest a promise being left to us entering, of entering into the rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. Well, the promise coming short of it. Why, are, are, why, 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 is not, why is it not coming to pass? Verse 2, for unto, you, for unto us was the gospel preached as well unto, unto them. But the word preached did not profit them. The word preached did not profit them. So there's, there's a lot of Christians out there. The word is being preached, but the word is not profiting them. Because not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. So the promise is there. But if we don't put our faith with it, our confidence in it, it's not going to come to pass. It wasn't that, it wasn't that they didn't be, believe. They believed, but they didn't mix faith with it. See, all of us believe certain things, 
But if we don't mix our faith with it, it's not going to come to pass. You got to put some rest that says we, we need to put rest. Okay. God has given us promises. We need to be quick with the word. Faith is acting on the word. Faith is acting on the word. Faith has nothing to do with the emotions or feelings. God said this is the way it is. That's the way it has to be. Amen. Faith is acting on a legal contract. Your faith is acting on a legal contract. God said it. Your faith believes it and your contract is fulfilled. Um, an example, you, you go out there to buy a car or, or something of that nature and, um, and t you sign the contract and we'll say, they say, well, we get, we'll get you the car tomorrow. So when is the car yours? The next day or when you sign the contract? You sign the contract, but it hasn't manifested yet because they haven't brought it to you. The same thing. God, you sign the contract with God on his promise. He says, this is God. God, I'm believing this promise. That's my faith. There's that signed contract. Now you have to wait for that manifestation to take place. There's that patience that we have, need to have oftentimes. And like I said, it, it, it might take a, a moment, a minute, an hour, a day, a week, a month. And for some of us, it's going to take a little more than a year. But I think since we are in the last days and time is going so fast because it was just January 1st a few days ago. And here we are in, in November already. Uh, God is just compressing time. So when, when you add, have your contract with God or, or believing for that thing, God has to compress that time to bring it to you because he says it will come to pass in your lifetime. We just have to wait a little bit. Believe and wait. Okay. Uh, Hebrews chapter 4, looking at verse 3 again. Uh, not again, but uh, now. Hebrews 4 and 3. For we which have believed do enter into rest. Uh-oh. For we which have believed do enter into rest. As he said, I have sworn in my wrath, if they shall, they shall enter into my rest. So there, there you go. There's a rest. Faith gives you, faith has action, but there's also a rest in it. Um. God created the world in how many days? Shall we go? <laughs> Did you read the Bible this year? <laughs> Six days, and then he, on the seventh day, he what? He said he rested. He believed, he worked on it, on the world, and in six days it came to pass. On the seventh day, he rested. He had patience. We need to have the same patience. We need to have rest. It means God said it. 
I believe it. Oh, Lord, when you're going to do this thing, you can't go back there and start bawling like a baby. Hebrews 4, look at verse 9. There, there, there remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. Are you resting in your faith? Are you being tried in your faith? Being tried, you know, the devil will try your faith. Verse 10, for he that resteth, who, pardon me, for he that is entered into this rest, he also has ceased from his own works, as God did from his. So, in other words, what you have spoken out, remember last week we were speaking about the graveyard, what you have spoken out, you have to rest upon that. Glory to God, this place is filled. My, my pocketbook is filled, etc. You know, my healing is here. I'm resting in, in what God's word says. That's what Abraham did. He rested. You didn't see him. It doesn't say that after Abraham received, uh, took the promise, he says, okay, there's so many stars out there. How many, my, those are my uh, inheritance or my descendants. And you say, when, 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 Lord? He rested. We need to do the same thing. We need to rest. We need to know that God's word is true and we need to rest in it. So we have to abide in this principle, resting. Okay. Going back to, thinking back to Mark eleven twenty four. 24. I do now receive. I do now receive. I may not have the manifestation, but I now, I am now receiving it. I've signed, I signed the contract. God is bringing it forth. You've got to see yourself in that car or having the, the, the checkbook filled or walking in excellence of health. We need to see that. You can't say, well, it's going to be, you know, I don't know when it's going to happen. You have to see yourself in it already, possessing it, ready to take over, Okay. That sounds like this. Go to Romans chapter 4. In Romans chapter 4, rest, resting. We're in Romans chapter 4, looking at verse 17. As it is written, Romans 4, verse 17. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him who hath believed, even God who quickeneth the dead, and calleth those things which be not as though they were. You call those things that be not. I received as though they were. I receive. You know, this kind of falls back on last week a little bit. Calling those things that are dead, taking, removing that, bringing the, the bones alive again. Amen? Amen. Give life to, to that which is in your graveyard. Amen? Amen? Okay. Calling those things that be not as though they were. Okay, that's what we need to do. Amen. Now turn with me to the book of Psalms. Psalms 139. 
Psalms 139. Verse 4, for there is not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, thou knowest it altogether. God knows our tongue. He knows we need to speak what he has called us to speak. Don't start putting your doubt and unbelief in God's word. He says, speak my word only. Go to Matthew chapter 12. We're jumping around a little bit. Matthew chapter 12. In Matthew chapter 12. This is why we've got to watch our tongue. Verse 36, Matthew 12, verse 36. But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. Every idle word. You can't, you're not going to get a payday if you're not working. How many expect, how many, oh, I'll put it this, how many people out there expect to get paid when they don't go to work? So God is saying, your faith is that when you put your faith in action, it's leading to a payday. You put your faith in action, it leads to a payday. Okay. So what are we to do? So let's go back to Psalms. Uh, this time, Psalms 34. In Psalms 34, Psalms 34, looking at verse 6. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. How many troubles? What did he do? One more time. This poor man cried out to the Lord and the Lord heard him and saved him from all his troubles. Well, glory to God. So we need to cry, cry out to God sometimes. What do we have to... Going, I hate to go back. Going back to last week, what, what did... I can even go back further than that. But what did, what did Ezekiel do? He, God said, you need to speak this. And, and so Ezekiel prophesied and spoke to the bones. We need to do the same thing. In order to get the payday, you have to speak the word of God. And did those bones arise, jump up right away? Bone upon bone, they all came together. And there they were. There were skeletons all, all over the field out there, remember? And then he had to speak what? 
He had to speak flesh and sinew on them. So your dream, well, going back last week, your dream, dreams, visions, and goals, you have to put, you got to put it back together. You got the skeleton, but now you got to put the works back to it. You know, this has got to happen. This has got to happen. And that puts the, the flesh and the sinew on there. And we were rejoicing on it. It says we rejoice. But there was something wrong. There was just a bunch of, there was a bunch of skeletons. Now they've they got flesh upon it, but they're still laying, laying down. And what did we have to do then? Are we going to have to go back to next week? <laughs> you have to speak the breath of life into them. You have to speak a word of God into it. Amen. Right. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So this poor man cried, it says. Oh, glory to God. And God saved him all out of all his troubles. All his troubles. Psalm 77. All right, 77, Psalm 77. Verse 1. I cried unto God with my voice. You have to speak it out. Even unto God with my voice. And he gave ear unto me. Verse 2. In the day of my trouble, I sought the Lord. My soul in the night and ceased not. My soul refused to be comforted. You've got to call upon the Lord. Cry upon the Lord. So what are we supposed to do now? What shows God our unshakable confidence in him? We're to cry out. That's our confidence in him. Crying out to him. Psalms 50. Go back. Psalms chapter 50. This is what we need to do. Verse 23. Psalms 50, 23. Whosoever offers praise glorifies me. And to him that orders his conversation right, I will show him the salvation of God. So we need to start praising God, even in the troubles that we're in. Not for them, but because he can take us out of them. Oh, glory to God. A life of praise gets God excited. A life of praise gets God excited. And when you praise him, there's a payday coming. Amen. We need to confess the word of joy. Confess the word of joy and thanksgiving to God, awaiting the manifestation of what we prayed for. We receive it, but we're waiting for the manifestation to come forth. We need to praise him. Thank you, God, for the new car. Thank you, Lord, that my checkbook is filled 
to a mount that it's not in the red any longer. That's praising him for it. He gets excited when people say, Lord, thank you. I praise you for my checkbook. I thank you for my new job. It's exciting, Lord. It's a job that I want. It's a job that I can do. And it's a job that is going to pay, pay me well. Amen. I'm thanking you, Lord. Wow. I'm thanking you, Lord. I'm praising you, Lord, that I walk in excellence of health. Yes. I receive the healing. I'm just waiting for the manifestation of it. I could jump. You, st you start jumping up and down then at that point, not, you know. Right. Amen. Okay. Since we're in Psalms, let's continue in Psalms chapter 35 this time. Psalms 35. Look at verse 28, last verse of Psalms 25. Uh, 35, pardon me. Psalms 35, 28. And my tongue shall speak of thy righteousness and of thy praise all the day long. Verse from the Amplified, my tongue shall talk of your righteousness, righteous and justice, and of my reasons for your praise for all day long. We need to start praising God. Praising God for what he's already what we're receiving. May not have it yet, but you have to praise him that you receive it. Psalms 119 this time. Psalms 119. In Psalms 119, look at verse 171. Psalms 119. 119, verse 171. My lips shall utter praise. Amen. Then thou shalt have taught me thy statutes. Let thy hand help me. For I have chosen thy precepts. I have longed for thy salvation. I have longed for the, for the blessings. And Lord... Thy word is my delight. You're praising him for what he's given you, what, what he, he's done for you. Let my soul live and, and, and I shall praise thee and let thy judgments help me. What's God's judgment? Blessings coming your direction. Because you're speaking his word. He can't violate his own word. Oh. Glory to God. Well, let's go to Hebrews th uh, chapter 13. We need to praise God to get that payday. Your payday is going to be great when you praise God. Amen. Psalms, uh, pardon me, Hebrews 13, chapter 13. Verse 15. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God just when I need it or just when he needs it. 
Let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Giving thanks to his, continually. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. That's what, we're, that's what we need to cry out to God. Praises. As you praise God and thank him for the manifestation, you can see yourself out of the situation. Praising God gives the devil a nervous breakdown. Praising God gives the devil a nervous breakdown because he can't pray. He can't stand praise. It shakes him all up. This is praise. Praise is faith at work. Praise, listen, praise is faith at work. What does faith do? It's an action. Praise is faith at work. I mean, let's, let's give a, the devil a conniption. He, he can't stand it. He, he's welcome. You know, stop that. Stop that. I, put his ear, fingers in his ear. Stop it. I, I got something to say. I got something to say against you. No, praise. Puts the devil gives him a nervous breakdown. Okay. Every trial, every trial that you encounter when you're resurrecting your graveyard, looking for that payday, is an effort by the devil to shake your confidence in God. It was to shake your confidence in God. When you doubt and fear, suddenly the circumstances or the situation becomes bigger than God. I don't know if God's going to do it. There's, that throws God right out of the picture. You don't have any confidence. Uh, back up, still in the New Testament. Back up to Romans once again. Romans chapter 4 again. Verse 20. Romans 4 and verse 20. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. What was faith? Faith is praise in action. So we need to praise God. Look, he was, Abraham was praising God, giving glory to God, praising God. Hallelujah. Verse 21, and being fully persuaded that he had what he had promised, he was able also to perform. God, you promise it, you're going to perform it. Amen. Ezekiel, speak to those dry bones. Abraham, look at the sands on the sea and look at the stars in the sky. Those are your descendants. He started praising God for it. He said, well, I don't know how it's going to happen. You know, he started praising God for it. We need to do, come alive. Again, praise, praise God, praising God, put your faith to work. Amen. Praising God puts, is putting your faith to work, knowing that 
Your answer is on the way. Your payday is coming. Amen. Oh, glory to God. If someone rang your doorbell, I know that, you know, going off and saying, you know, you've just won the lottery. What would, what would you do? I mean, oh, I just won the lottery. Only two and a half million dollars. Yeah. No, I think you'd be shouting and calling up people. Hey! You know that, that car you want? You got it. You know that vacation we want to take? We're all going together. I'm paying for it all. But you don't have the money. You just found out about it. You received it, but it's not manifest. But you're already, what? Praising for it. We need to praise God for what that which we have called, called him to do. Praise is faith in action. Well, how am I going to do that? Start praising God for, for the things that were lacking or were missing or needing deliverance or whatever. Start praising God. Things are subject to change when you praise God. Yes, amen. You remember in 2 Chronicles chapter 20 when praisers went out to do battle, I mean, the, God's people were going out to battle and, and Jehoshaphat put the praisers out in front. Mm -hmm. What happened to the battlefield? They went out there and picked up the spoils. They, praise brings the payday that you're looking for. Oh, me. Do you recall the runaway? I'm hitting you back now. Some of you are going to start thinking. Who was the runaway we spoke of a couple of weeks back? Thank you. Jonah. So let's turn to Jonah, the book of Jonah. We went to the graveyard, now we're going back to Jonah. Book of Jonah. You find him right after Obadiah. I know you know where Obadiah is. You read that already, right? Jonah ran away from God. You know that. You know, he was supposed to go, go to Nineveh. And... Uh, the sea, was, uh, the, the sea was all choppy and just reckless. And, and uh, the crew and the captain came to Jonah and says, oh, do you know what's going on? And then Jonah says, yeah, it's because of me the sea's that way. And, and he says, what are we to do with you? He says, just, just throw me overboard. He says, all right, we'll, we'll throw you overboard. So they threw him overboard and the seas got real quiet. But when he, they threw uh, Jonah overboard, guess what? He didn't hit the ocean. He was bait for a fish. Gulp. Do you see that? Jonah chapter 2. Now, he, now he's in the belly of the fish now. Jonah chapter 2, verse 1. Then Jonah prayed unto the Lord his God out of the fish's belly. I mean, he's surrounded by fish. In the fish. He prayed. 
talk about the situation we're looking at. The situation around us is all bad, but we prayed. We need to pray when we're in a bad situation. Pray, Jonah prayed in the midst of his troubles. Man, it must have stunk in the belly of that fish. I hate to put it this way, but how many have ever burped or something and just, <laughs> just comes for me? And here's Jonah in it, you know, oh man, this is bad. And, and the fish is getting bad. I mean, you know, when you upchuck all that, it's all just kind of just rolling around there. Can you imagine that stuff rolling all around Jonah? Oh, no wonder he's praying. Get me out of here, Lord. <laughs> get me out of here. I'll do anything. Just get me out of here. Jonah prayed in the midst of his trouble. Look at verse at the chapter 2 yet of Jonah. Verse 7, then my soul fainted within me. I remembered the Lord, and my prayer came unto thee. We have to remember, the Lord. when we are in trouble, we need to call upon the Lord. We have to remember upon the Lord right away when we're in trouble. Why well, stay in a, in a pukey situation? I mean, this stinks in here. Yeah, wow, I... I prayed unto the Lord. Well, what else did he do? Verse 9. And I will sacrifice unto thee with the voice of thanksgiving. Here he is in the belly of this fish, being upchucked and all this type of stuff. You know, just, I mean, this, I mean, when your stomach gets all upset, I mean, it's rolling. And he's in there. I mean, it's, it's sting, and he, and he's, I, Lord, I remember you. Lord, remember me. Pew, it stinks down here. Lord, I'm praising you. I'm thanking you. You'll get me out of this thing. How many are doing that when we're in our own situations and pro problems? Oh, man, I'm in deep trouble. How are we praying? Uh, I would say, well, I say if I go to the bank and maybe get this, or you know, if I go to brother so and so, maybe get a loan, or they can do this for me, that for me. If you don't remember the Lord, go to Him first. Amen. And then after you, after you've gone to Him, then you need after you say, I need this to take place. Then He began to what? Praise and give thanksgiving to. Even in the situation he was in, whatever situation you may be in, and that upchuck is all around you, whatever situation, you need to start praising God. This is not going to happen. This is no longer going to happen. My finances are getting better. My health is getting better. My family is getting better. Whatever it may be, you've got to start praising God. There's a change coming. There's a payday coming. Think about it. I will sacrifice unto thee with a voice of thanksgiving. Salvation is of the Lord. What's salvation? The whole thing. Everything that's, that I need in that situation, salvation is there. It takes care of it. You're not just saved, but you're 
blessed. Amen. Oh, glory to God. We have to remember God in our situation, whatever situation you may be. You have to remember God when you have failed. And I think all of us have failed at some times, and we said, woe is me. We have to remember God. We have to remember God when the doctors say one thing and God says another. We have to remember, God, this is what the doctor says, but I'm believing you said I can have excellence of health. You have to remember God when, when the devil attacks your family. God, then thy household. Your word says, then my household shall be saved. Amen. I'm, I'm holding it up to you, Lord. You've got to change things. You've got to help me out here. You have to remember God with, with, within every dark situation in your life. And after you remember God, you need to thank him. That he remembers you, that you are a child of his, and that you are blessed. That you're not at the bottom, but you're on the top. Get me out of this thing, Lord. I'm, I'm, I'm in this fish's belly. I don't like it. So again, what did Jonah do in the belly of the fish? He offered sacrifices of thanksgiving and praise, awaiting... His freedom, awaiting his payday, awaiting his release. Did he get it? He got it right away. <laughs> Spit out where? I tell you what, that when he was coming into town, people knew it. <laughs> what? Where did this guy come from? Look at him. He, boy, he, nah, he could have got washed off in the ocean. <laughs> so, are we sitting in the belly of a fish today? Is the situation around you? Uh, covering you all over? You can't see any way out? Does it look like your payday or your release will never come? Think about it. This is, this is you I'm talking about. What are you doing? Are you looking at the, at the trouble that surrounds you or that, that you're in? Is it, a, is it a hopeless situation like Jonah's? Start to thank God after you, you made your request known unto God. Thank God. Thank God and praise God because praise touches the heart of God. He says, I inhabit the praise of my people. And if you're in a sticky situation, a bad situation, start praising God and he's going to be right there with you. Well, he's always there with us, but it should wake us up. Paul and Silas were in a bad situation. And guess what? They murmured and complained until the jailkeeper went down and unlocked the door. No. God got excited. Wow, look at that. He shook, shook the jail, jail doors open and everybody walked out. I mean, the whole, whole, all the prisoners got loose. I mean, it was only supposed to be two getting out and everybody got out. God's going to get excited. And guess what? Those individuals also got blessed. 
<laughs> Maybe someone thought I was going to run for it, but they got out. <laughs> they got out. <laughs> Glory to God. Get out of your situation. Amen. We're going to, oh boy, not as early as last week, 20 minutes. Shh, don't say anybody. Can you look up into the face of God today and just praise Him? With a spirit of joy because you see your situation being changed. You have to see your situation being changed. Praise Him. Every day we should praise God Praise and give thanks to God for what he has promised us. First thing in the morning, goodness and mercy shall follow me. That's something to praise God about. Oh, well, I don't know what's going to happen. They say the traffic's bad, I'm going to be late for it. No, goodness and mercy is going to follow me. Psalm, let's go back to Psalm, back to the book of Psalms. Let's go to Psalms 105. Verse 1. Give thanks unto the Lord. Call upon His name. Make known His deeds among the people. Sing unto Him psalms and hymns unto Him. Talk ye of His wondrous works. We need to start doing that. Whatever you are, wherever you are in your situation, you need to start praising God because praise is faith in action. Somebody said, well, I'm not, I, my faith is not working. Use praise. Put some praise there and get some action going. Amen? Amen. Okay. Uh, we want to go now to the book of Habakkuk. Habakkuk. You'll find him right after Nahum. And Zephaniah is right before the Z, one of the first Z boys, Zephaniah. So Habakkuk. And we want to go to chapter 3. Oh, glory to God. Habakkuk chapter 3, looking at verse, uh, beginning with verse 17. Although the fig tree, here we go, although the fig tree shall not blossom, that's, that's bad news. Especially if, if you've got a, uh, a tree, tree farm, I guess you call it, or uh, orchard, tree orchard. Although the fig tree shall not Blossom, neither shall the fruit be on the vines. Oh, this is bad news. You're, you're wiped out. And the labor of the olive shall not fail. And the field shall not yield no meat. Everything's going bad. <laughs> the flock shall be cut off from the fold. You're losing everything. And there shall be no herd in the stalls. Man, not even in the stalls. Everything is gone. Look what verse 18 tells us to do. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. Yes, amen. Yet I will rejoice. When, whatever the situations around us, we need to start rejoicing. Tell God about the situation, that, uh, you, that you're expecting these things. Just like Ezekiel says, I'm going to speak to those, these, this deserted place. I'm going to speak to these crops, whatever it is. 
And then start praising God. It says, I'll, I'll praise God. I will rejoice and praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. The Lord God is my strength and he will take my feet like hinds feet. He will make me walk upon, the high, upon my high places. There are high places that means you're doing good again. You're not down in the muddy, molly grubbies. Oh, glory to God. I shall rejoice with, with joy of the God. Okay. Break the chains and ties that the devil has upon us, or you and me, okay? By rejoicing in the Lord, use your faith of praise to break these chains. Do you think it is burden, this burden is too hard to do of praise? Oh, I just can't praise God. You don't know. You know, Monday, tomorrow's Monday. You know how Mondays are. I just, it's a blue, it's a blue Monday. It's a wicked Tuesday. No, you got to start praising God. Amen. Amen. Don't think it, it's a burden to do, do praise and worship. Philippians 4, and this is the last one. Philippians, well, next to last. Philippians, book of Philippians 4. And Philippians 4, looking at verse 4, Paul says, Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Gladden yourselves in Him. Praise Him. Operate in praise. Praise is faith in action. Amen. Write that down if you haven't got it down. Praise is faith in action. You say, well, my faith is low. Praise is faith in action. Go for it. So, in conclusion, how would you react today if all that you were believing for was right now? I mean, it was mad. You walk out the door, everything that you believe for is right there. Amen. Boy, some of you are just... God. Boy. I think some of us... <laughs> need to be rejoicing. What's that song that kids used to say? Nobody likes me. I'm going to eat some worms. <laughs> we need to rejoice because your payday is about to come. Yes, amen. Glory and thank, thank God. Yes, hallelujah. So, in conclusion, I just put this. From graveyard from last week to payday this week. Anybody need prayer this morning? Okay, let's all stand. Don't forget to get your calendars in the back. Find out what's going on. Father, we're praising you and we're thanking you, Lord.
that we can praise you and thank you, Father God, for all the blessings that have come upon us. We thank you, Lord, that your hand is not slack, but Father God, your hand is full of blessing, and your hand or your hands are upon each and every one of us. So, Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks. Greater things begin to transpire and take place. Bless us as we go our separate ways. And I thank you, Lord, that we understand, Father God, that our payday is about to come. In Jesus' name, amen.